0: I think that in business, there's an art of what I would call amplifying trust. What we're essentially doing is we're building people's dreams, the things that they've thought about and I've always wanted. I really feel by doing this podcast, people will be able to listen, understand, learn possibly, and I want to build as many people's dreams as I can. Hello and welcome back to the podcast by Michael Wheat. My name is Devita and I'm sitting here today with Tori, our design consultant. Hi Tori.
1: Hello Devita, thank you for having me
0: on. You're welcome, thank you for coming on. I, I believe it's taken six episodes to get an invite. <laughs> that wasn't down to me to be fair. Um, I think it was. if it was up to me I'd have you on every episode.
1: Oh well, we'll have to make Michael aware of that.
0: Yeah, I'm sure you'll listen to this and be like, no, it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tori.
1: That's okay. I'm just excited to, to, to talk about it. <laughs> yes, obviously, <laughs> as I do.
0: I'm looking forward to talking about swim ponds and ponds. Yeah. My question. I'm sure you'll come on another episode, um, but today I think we'll talk about you, what you do, um, just introduce you really to our listeners. Okay. Okay. Um, So tell us a little bit about your role and what the clients can expect from you. Uh,
1: Well, my job title is design consultant. So a lot of the um, work that I do with clients is right at the beginning of their journey with our company. And it's really um, consulting them on what's possible, getting all those information points on the practicality of installing a project in their garden, and then um, offering them some advice really off the back of their uh, design brief. So it's really getting a feel for what sort of thing the client likes, and what's gonna be in keeping with the garden and the the house so that we can get the design style correct. And just answering any technical questions for them if they want to know a bit more about exactly how the, the pools or ponds are constructed. Um, and hopefully when I pass their details over then to the design consultant that comes out, which is usually Tim, and that he's going to meet them with a lot of information already so that they can get the ball
0: rolling really quickly on bringing that dream to life. Yeah. It's just so that all of us in the office really can get a head start on the project as well, isn't it? Yeah,
1: exactly. It's doing as much as we can really here um, before we meet somebody so that we can, um, yeah, come with a plan of action and start executing that for them. Yes. Is there anything
0: the clients can do to make that process easier for you?
1: Um, it- If somebody is listening to this and they're thinking about um, having an installation, the more information, the better Um, for me before I speak to them would be really useful. So any sort of pictures that they could provide of the space that they're thinking about using as a location would be really useful. I often ask if people go up to their back bedroom if they're thinking about having something in the back garden so that we can get an idea of the layout and where the sun's coming up and down. Um, And the other thing is... uh, access how feasible is it to get machinery in and get earth out so it's just getting an idea
0: of how we would arrive at that location to install something okay that's good um what what kind of stuff are you working on at the moment then just to give the clients an idea of what you could be doing when you're not speaking to them Mm
1: Um, Usually when I'm not actually on the phone, I'm doing all the little research behind the scenes on the the client's property and what sort of information um, we might need to put the project together. So looking on the planning portal to see whether or not the client needs any planning permission um, would be a good starting point so we know what sort of um, information that we need to provide. And really it's just getting an idea for what sort of i uh, ponds and swim ponds people like the look of so I collect pictures and little images so that I can send them and say this is the sort of thing that I think you might have in mind so Yeah, just to give them some inspiration yeah absolutely well of course we've got our detailed and extensive inspiration guide that people yes. can download from the website and yeah. um, so there's a lots of variety in there of all the different types of projects but when we start to get specific about what type of edging or deck or something like that people might like it's good to get a feel for all the different images so they can start to pick and choose what sort of thing they want to include
0: cool. so let's go on to the next part then um what are the different types of swimming pond
1: so when we talk about types and um, there's two different categories the first one i would say is the um technique of keeping the water clear and safe to swim in so traditionally, with a traditional swim pond, um, back in the 80s and 90s when people started to build these in Britain and Europe, um, they just relied on the plants, on these large regeneration zones to um, absorb the nutrients, to get the balance right in the water. And that could take quite a long time. So that traditional technique, um, quite time-consuming and really waiting for the water to clear and settle. And Now we use the hybrid technique, uh, of using plants in conjunction with some technology some electrical pumps and filtration units that have ultraviolet bulbs in there so the traditional tech would just be no tech at all just plants and now we use this hybrid technique of a combination of plants and equipment so that would be the first part it's about the water
0: okay and then in terms of the different styles that we have so we've got traditional formal and hybrid what how can you tell them apart
1: so the the style in terms of design would be in the construction technique and what the finishes are going to be on the swim pond itself. So the uh, traditional swimming pond construction would have a sunken rectangular form in the centre. So we use concrete, a concrete base and block work walling to create that swimming zone so that you've got walls at either end. So anybody that's a keen swimmer for exercise or wants to do lengths would more likely um, go down the route of the traditional pool style so that they can obviously take lengths and swap at either end so that they can get some exercise. With the, the formal finish to that, it'd have a, a rectangular edge, maybe slabs or coping up to the edge, and you can have some plants inside the water. Um, but the more common design that people quite often go for are lots of really shallow areas with pebbles and boulders around that rectangle so that you can have that nice curved form on the edge. It marries a lot more softly into the landscape. Um, and then obviously you can get a lot more plants then in that shallow zone. So it just brings that nature in towards where you're going to be swimming, but the swimming area is still kept completely separate.
0: Okay. And then with the hybrid, how does that work?
1: I'd say the hybrid is probably the most um, popular design style of pool that we do. And there's no concrete, there's no walls. So the normally the excavation would be done in little rings or shelves or steps that slowly go down into the water and into the deepest part where you can swim. So there'd be lots of areas, sort of ankle deep, knee deep water up to hip depth and then the deepest part in the center. So it gives you a lot more flexibility in the design because you can choose exactly what the the shape will be with those shelving and it gives you lots of areas you can put plants into and they're more cost effective because there's not a lot of material structural engineering going down into the ground. Um, And it just means that it's more accessible for people then if, if it's going to be more cost effective
0: to install. Yeah. So what, what, What sort of price range are we looking at when we talk about these swim ponds?
1: So the the hybrid style, the last one I've just described, which doesn't have any concrete, obviously that's a lot more eco-friendly as well, but those hybrid designs, they start from 80000 including VAT. So anywhere from there upwards really, depending on how extensive you want to go with the design and the features outside of the water. But for the £80,000 plus, um, we do the entire project, so that would include the excavation and all that spoil removal out of the garden or to a different area, all of the equipment going in, the pumps, the wires, the the pipework, all of the stuff that's hidden, uh, the waterproofing, And then everything that goes on top of that waterproof lining, the pebbles and boulders, all the plants into the water. So once that's completed, you're not waiting for anything else to be installed. You can get straight in and the
0: project's complete. So depending on, uh, so you said about 80,000, what sort of size range would that be?
1: Usually that would be for something that anywhere up to about 10 metres long. By four or five meters wide, so it's like a traditional size swimming pool would yeah, it be. So enough for someone to do
0: sort of lengths and.
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You could have two or three family members easily in there at the same time, enjoying the water. You know, being in there with the plants and the the uh, the wildlife, and not necessarily need to be going up and down doing lengths, but enough space for yeah, for the family to be in there together. Okay.
0: Um- So I've actually got a question that's come in from um, one of our listeners. Um, Her name's Nina from Winchester. What are the benefits of having plants in my swim pond?
1: Well, the plants have a couple of benefits. The the first one would be for creating a habitat for wildlife. So the more plants you get in there, the more wildlife you can attract into the garden. So there's quite a lot of... um, Marginal plants that are all indigenous to Britain, they live in really shallow water and their job is often to create a little space for either their wildlife to um, sit on, to lay their eggs on, to eat from, to create a habitat to hide beneath. So it really creates that little ecosystem and um, to support species that are potentially endangered like newts and frogs. So the more plants, the better, really. Of course, you're going to get the, the birds coming to drink from the water that are flying over the pond. And um, But, yeah, it's just creating that space for wildlife to thrive, really, at the edges of the, the project. Um, and then they also absorb nutrients from the water of the plants. So although we're not relying solely on the plants, the, the filter will do a lot of the work of taking anything out of the water, any additional nutrients that are left in there that might potentially be a source of food for algae that might turn the water green the plants will absorb those nutrients and feed from it so it keeps
0: the balance of the water right without putting any chemicals in we actually had um so scott went to one of our clients last week and um he found a pregnant mute um so i think it escaped from her pond and it was making its way to where the filtration was so he managed to save it he got there in time and he saved it and he put it back into the pond brilliant just in time for its Yeah, her to have a baby. Oh, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it's lovely to hear that people are already spotting wildlife and that project's only just been completed. So it's instantly attracted wildlife into the area, which is great. And of course, great crested newts and lots of species of newts, indigenous to Britain, their wildlife habitat is under threat. And people that are um, concerned about wildlife and have got the space going to create this habitat for um, lots of different species it's brilliant because you can like you
0: said immediately see that benefit straight away which is exactly why i like to work in this job yeah the client was just over the moon she didn't believe it She was like wow well, already
1: yeah exactly <laughs> wait until they get to the summer with all the butterflies and dragonflies coming to drink from the water yeah. it just makes it a really beautiful place to sit
0: yeah oh i wish i could have one <laughs> don't we all davita yeah. one day one day definitely <laughs> Get ready for crystal clear water and a natural swimming experience this summer with a swimming pond from Ponds by Michael Wheat. Call us on 0116 240 3735. Um, What are the most common questions that you would get asked by people that do call in?
1: Well, the feasibility would probably be the first thing. I've seen a photo or I've read some literature, I've listened to the podcast And I'd love to do this. Is it going to be possible? That's usually the first question. So the things that I mentioned earlier that people can do to help get a feel for whether or not the project is going to be feasible um, would be really useful. Having a look to see what the access is like into the garden and how flat or sloping the area is that you've got in mind. So we can install something on any type of land, but obviously it might be a bit more costly if there's a lot of uh, steep slopes to overcome or difficult access to bring machinery in and out or materials. So it's getting a feel for the space, really, so that we can advise what is going to be possible and what sort of costs are involved. Okay.
0: Um, So a little bit about you then. Um, When you're not communicating with clients, what can you be found doing in your spare time? Well, outside
1: of work, um, I've got a motorbike. So I like to ride that when the weather's nice. I'm very much a fair weather rider, but we've got some beautiful rural roads around Leicestershire. So I like to go out on the weekend and just feel the breeze, you know, if it's freedom of jumping on and nobody else there, just go off into the countryside and
0: yeah, feel that. You, you yet to bring your, um, motorbike to the office. Thank you for a spin.
1: Oh, well, I do have a pillion seat, which is the passenger seat. Okay. So anybody can jump on that. Um, but you do need to get a helmet and, and leathers to be okay. nice and safe. Yeah. yeah, I love to ride my motorbike when it's obviously the weather's getting better now, so I'm getting on it more. Um, and I teach yoga in the community, I do oh, a couple nice. of classes in the evenings um, in the week through some different villages here in Leicestershire. And it's something that I've been really passionate about since I was a teenager. And um, so it's something that I like to spend a bit of time preparing for, what sort of class structure there'll be and music I'm gonna put on, what mantras I'm going to sing and just um create a space really for people to find that tranquility and connect back with themselves. And it does link into
0: creating that space at home for people as yeah, well with the does. swimming ponds. Definitely. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. It's it's providing that space.
1: Yeah, I just think it's so important with um, modern busy life. Everybody's got a lot of um, juggling to do, so much going on usually in their head, lots of calls from family, from friends, from work, and it's all very um, noisy. It's so nice to step away from all those responsibilities and take the time to just focus on yourself, on your well-being and connecting Back to your true inner self so whether that's in a yoga class or whether it's by the side of your swim pond um, i think it's really important to create those spaces where people can go to relax and just calm everything down yeah i
0: definitely agree um i do have one more question um so i'll ask you that and then maybe to finish off you can give us a preview of uh, the Taking a minute to have a breather, get away from everyday. Oh, I'd love to do that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. So, um, the last question I've got is actually from Michael. Um, what are the benefits to paying our company versus just getting someone out for free?
1: I think really there's a massive benefit in employing somebody as an expert in their field, whatever that is. So obviously, we've got a lot of staff and many years of experience in landscaping, design, construction. And when you pay for a design service, you're getting the expertise of all those people working together collaboratively at head office so that we can provide something that's considered, that's detailed and make sure that we can offer a permanent solution to people that come to us with an an issue that they want to resolve or a project that they'd like to bring to fruition. And we can do that with, um, the help of that planning. So I think it's worth paying for somebody to put that time in for you. I think when somebody comes out for free, there's absolutely no issue with that. And they might be able to have a wander around, offer some suggestions. They might even put a little sketch together there and then, um, but when you're paying for a design service, you're going to get all of the details of the land, the drainage, and when the drawings come back, they're all done to scale. So you, you're paying to get a really clear idea of exactly what we're going to do, how much that's going to cost, why it costs that, all the different options, and it can be really clear and transparent. And we put a lot of time as a company into that to deliver these solutions in detail. Um, and I think there there is a, a benefit to that, and that it does hold value for
0: the client. Yeah, I completely agree. It's that commitment, isn't it? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Once the client commits to putting some money into designing a project, then we obviously committed then to providing all the different options and getting that design to the point where we've got all the design features included that the client wants to see we can provide something that's within the budget that they had in mind and it's going to be feasible to actually install in their garden because it's all great to have a lovely beautiful sketch of something that that's exactly what I'd like but if you can't physically install that into that space and then you're not got very far so of course that's worth paying for
0: yeah I definitely agree Okay, so shall we finish off then um, with a little bit of meditation, which I'm really looking forward to?
1: Oh, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So we'll just keep it really nice and simple. If you're standing up, maybe take a moment to sit down if you can. Maybe let's uncross our legs and put both feet down on the floor. Eyes closing. We're going to breathe through the nose. So if you're not bummed up like we are, <laughs> mouth closed. Inhale deeply from the nose and follow that energy of the breath past the heart, deep down into the centre of the body. Exhale, gently back out through the nose, feel the shoulders dropping, releasing tension down into the ground. Focusing on the sound, the sensation of your breath right at the end of your nostrils, feeling the air entering the body. the exhalation, noticing that heat created from within you coming back out through the nose. Taking a moment to clear your mind of any other thoughts, focusing on this breath being conscious, the flow of the energy into your body. A few more breaths. Each breath a little bit deeper, a little bit slower than the last one. Feeling the heart rate decrease, more oxygen into the body, round the bloodstream, to calm our nervous system. Notice how you're feeling now physically. You can bring yourself back to this point whenever you really need it, whenever you feel you're needing to reconnect. Finding that conscious breath allows us to focus the mind onto one point and subconsciously process any worries, anxieties, in the background, allow them to be thought through, gently floating away. Okay. Really open your eyes back the
0: room. That was lovely. Oh, thank you. I feel so relaxed. Well, we could be doing this every morning, you see, Devita. I think we should. <laughs> I think we should make it a regular thing in the office. Yes, we'll be answering the phone hello yes if they ring me now hear oh, yeah. my voice <laughs> calm and wispy <laughs> yeah definitely I think that's what everyone needs nowadays isn't it?
1: yeah exactly just finding that little time for yourself and just let everything else be processed and focused for a moment it just gives you that inner tranquility that I think we all
0: need yeah I think that's the, that's the benefit of having something like a pond or a swim pond in your garden as well it gives you that chance to just step away from
1: yeah exactly if you've got a nice still calm body of water you've got that reflection on the water's edge or something with a, a little trickling waterfall or rockery you can listen to that sound of the running water and again you can just focus your mind then onto that sound and let everything else go away yeah.
0: okay. Well, we'll finish off there on a nice, happy, calm note. Um, the next episode, we'll be talking about what a concept meeting is. And hopefully we'll be back with Michael for that. Um, if anyone does have any questions, please email us at uk or find us on social media. And also keep a lookout for our videos on on our YouTube channel. Search Ponds by Michael Wheat on any of these platforms and get in touch. Thank you for listening. We hope you've enjoyed this uh, episode and that little meditation session. That was a little bonus for you all. <laughs> um, thank you so much for coming. Thank today. you for
1: having me, Davita. It's been absolutely lovely. And uh, yeah, I put a smile across my face
0: talking about the project. So Good. thank you. Yeah, I'm glad. Hopefully we'll have you on again soon. Oh, yeah. Don't leave it too long. Okay, well. I hope you all have a good week and thank you for listening and take care. Thank you. Look forward to your call. Goodbye.